just before we get started, we'd like to welcome everyone to the Sunny and G Show. Woohoo! For all those <laughs> uh, for all those listeners out there today. Uh, so you know, like I said, we're gonna watch watch some basketball, talk about some basketball, we've been playing some basketball. Yep, it's yep, been good. Yeah, yeah. It's our cup playoffs for hockey and basketball. I think hockey is almost done. NBA is officially done. Yeah, and one last game for most of the teams in NHL, and then uh, talk a little bit about the UFC from this weekend or last weekend, sorry, and then we got some Masters talk, and we'll finish off with uh, what's to come here. Yeah, so uh, Toronto Raptors versus Chicago Bulls. Oh boy, that fucking game! Fuck, Jesus! (laughs) Fucking. What was your take on that game? Um. I would fire the free throw shooting coach if they have one. <laughs> if they don't have one, they need to hire a free throw shooting coach. <laughs> I think they shot 18 for 35. I think yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Siaka missed the huge one at the end, and then uh, make it a one to make it a one possession game, missed it, and that's pretty much uh, the story of the season. They just couldn't make enough shots, couldn't make enough free throws. Watching them play offense was an issue all year, and then somehow for a team that was so good defensively. Levine absolutely lit them up in the second yeah. half. Yeah. I think he stepped up. Uh, Caruso stepped it up just on the defensive side. Got three steals in that second half. So I think that was freaking huge by him too. Just playing the defense. He obviously was scoring those big three-point shots, which, uh, you know, the another issue I think for uh, Toronto Raptors. It was uh, basically one guy putting in all the three-pointers. Gary Trent was like, Zero for like six or something on or one percent. Wide at open the end shots, of it. yeah, too. wide open shots. So I guess just three versus three matchup was pretty bad too. Yeah, it's. I mean, the Raptors are gonna have to do something in the offseason. I think or Van Fleet, I believe, is a free agent. Gary Trent can opt out after this year, and then I know he's got one more year after this before he mm-hmm. can opt out. And I think Siakam's probably due in a couple of years himself. Yeah, and then you know, give it another year or two. After, sorry, after next year, uh, what is this? Scotty Barnes is going to be eligible for an extension too. Yep. So you're going to have to start paying these guys pretty soon. And for what they played like this year, I don't think they're worth the payment right now. No. Oh, no. So. Especially looking at this game, last game too, and some of these stats, like Alex Cruz, so leading in blocks. DeMar DeRozan with two himself. And like you could just tell right here where the defensive side was at. Basically, all these big plays at such big, crucial times. You got three guys that basically had seven just for uh, Chicago. Well, and then he also killed it on the other side, too. I think he picked up another two, three steals at the same time. That's, yep. you know, that's pretty impressive for a guy his size. And he absolutely played his ass out today. Yeah. No, they definitely, Chicago, it looked like it was going to be a lopsided win. Everybody's starting to put their money on a pretty big uh, handicap for... Uh, Toronto, but it definitely... I don't know how the hell <laughs> Toronto was favored by five points. That way was too much. Pick them at that time. Yeah, that was just way too I much. Mean, if you're, you, I mean, if you're going out there and you're risking uh, big bets on the one of the teams, man, you got to be some sort of degenerative gambler. Yeah, right? hell yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I think it was like a minus five or... Yeah, the, I don't know how they were five-point favorites, even though it was a home game, but... Yeah, no, that was... Uh, Crazy ass game, crazy little finish there that they just couldn't put together. Even Siakam with that three point uh, free throws, he got three free throws out of that, and he put in one. The first one misses the next two, which just screws them over at a chance of at least trying to bring something back if uh, the other team scored there. But no, that was the story. Oh. That was the reason they lost the game is with all the three pointers. The three point shooting was pretty good today. I think yeah. they shot a pretty good percentage. I but... think for yeah, the guys that were scoring, they did their job. But like guy again, like guys that they have for three points, like Gary. They just Trent, don't have enough of them, man. They just don't have enough of them. You're relying too much on that one guy, and you know, by the time that you know Fred Van Vliet has to shoot, he's getting like double or triple team in those plays when they know they need another three pointer from him. Yeah, it's a pretty tough. I mean, they're overall the Raptors. I think had one of their. Well, they started off really hot. I think they were 8 for 19 on for the free throws. And then after the hot start, they went 3 for uh, 12 the rest of the way. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, uh-huh. they were great. And then, you know, their offense without the three-point shooting, they just don't have it. They missed way too many free throws way today, as we talked many. about before. And then that was the game. That was I mean, they did well everywhere else. They got some yeah. good, they, you know, out-rebounded them. And they still shot better on the three-pointers than, uh, what do you call it, Chicago did. But... Yeah. 
as we were mentioning before, the free throws is what killed him. So, you know, we're looking, just pulling up the numbers here. Chicago, 18 for 22. Holy shit. Guess what? Uh, actually, Toronto, 18 for 36. Both Same teams made us points. free throws except on 14 more attempts. <laughs> no wonder you guys lost. And out of those 14 point. attempts, literally even half of those went in. It was uh, mm, game one. There you go. Just that, half of those extra. They just needed another six points. That would have been 75%. That would have been enough to probably win the game at the end, too. Oh, my goodness. So, we can uh, talk about this game still going on. A little bit backtrack. Um, one more point. Got to give it to Chicago, man. Yep. They've been, yep. They were hanging around, hanging around all season. Yep. Everybody thought they were dumb to go for it. I was one of them. <laughs> I to- totally thought they would have been, uh, been doing a tank job, but yeah. only Dallas decided to do that this year and try to get a top 10 pick. So. Yeah, true. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, going there, you know, good for Chicago. Now they're playing a beat-up Miami, old-ass Miami team here on Friday, and that's going to be another matchup. Really so. good matchup. Uh, the funniest thing was before this game, uh, I don't know, somebody sent it to me where uh, uh, basically Toronto is going to have to go through two ex... Uh, tri- yeah, you sent that one, right? Two Toronto players, and it looked like at halftime, <laughs> you know, they were going to get past that one, and it was going to be Lowry against uh, the Toronto Raptors, but now... Two ex-Toronto guys, I guess, will be battling one another. They were fucking two good 19 buddies. points in the third quarter, and they absolutely just blew it faster blew than it. Minnesota Timberwolves did. Blew it. Like, that was bad. I mean, well, hey, if we're talking about this play, and might as well talk about go over some of the other ones, too. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk definitely about what's already kind of happened with the Lakers. Kind of, you know, slow, slow start against a team that was, you know, pretty much on fire even at the end of the season. They were, but they were missing. They, you know, two guys punched yeah. themselves out of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Like, Gobert, uh, Gobert lost. I don't think it was the big one. It was that McDaniels, for some reason, yeah. thought he could punch through the wall. or it was, it was So gonna... many guys do that. Like, why the... Yeah. Why are you... Find a pillow. Find some sort of stress yeah. where you can punch, man. I think the last three, four years, we've seen that happen. Now, somebody in the, that's going into the playoffs or big games, and they end up punching, like, a wall. And it's the same thing. They the wall, I think somebody, I think Blake or somebody hit a fire extinguisher one year or Amare yeah. or somebody like that too. Griffin, Griffin. Uh, like all these guys, like, why are you punching them? Well, I mean, then Gobert, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to punch anything. I'm going to punch a teammate. teammate. But then I'm going to back up too. I'm not just going to punch the guy. Yeah. I'm going to start turning backwards. That was the weakest punch I've seen. Then the guy, his own teammate, pushed him out of the way yeah. too. Like everybody defended Kyle Anderson. That yeah. just shows how much uh, they don't really need Gobert. They don't. Which going back is now becoming an even worse trade no i mean you wouldn't even do walker kessler for gobert one for one <laughs> no that was bad that's a that, really bad trade. and then on top of that now you've got like all these uh, assets they could have used towards getting other players yeah imagine if they picked up donovan mitchell instead donovan mitchell anthony edwards cat yeah and then you got mcdaniels and then you've got another maybe uh, you know try to find some more wing guys around him too but straight up like uh, but it was a good game. It was good how Lakers kind of turned that around and just went super defensive in that third and fourth. I think in the fourth, they only let them score 14 points or something like that. Yeah, I think they went six minutes without a yeah, field goal crazy. at one point. Yeah, at one crazy. point, they, they were just stuck at 95 points and let Lakers just come right back in there. So, it's crazy. That was a crazy uh, little... I mean, that was a game the Lakers should have, like, dominated. played better to begin yeah. with. But Minnesota played with heart, man. They did. They definitely but, played with heart. And... Uh, Having uh, what's his name Edwards, that he kind of injury, horrible. yeah, that injury that's been he was bad before him. that. He was he definitely was bad, but he just like I think it was five days, four days before this game had like a thirty-five point game, so he was there. But something he tweaked because then he threw that tape on. He didn't have that tape on the last couple of games he played. No, but when he would he remember he tried to go for the block went over the guy landed on his side. Yeah. That one definitely hurt. And then it <laughs> came after that he was uh, that one definitely hurt. Too. Yeah. You went airborne. Okay, he didn't hurt himself yeah. any worse than what that he did. That was the weirdest defensive play I've seen. I don't think he needed to jump that high. I just <laughs> didn't think he'd clear the guy by that yeah. much, man. I thought he actually <laughs> was going to be somewhat, um, what is it, like somewhat okay. But I mean, ugh, it's going to be, I mean, they still have one more shot, though. They're going to play the loser of tonight's game with the Pelicans and uh, Oklahoma City. So yeah. I'm hoping actually OKC pulls it out. I'd love for OKC to actually win and have yeah. a shot against these guys. Yeah. Why not? I'm going for OKC definitely too. I like Shy, just kind of what he's doing with that team. How they're just they're trying to fight to a, through a pretty t- tough West, like a very tough West that they're trying to make it in right now. 
one. And we have what's the other one that we were we missed the game, didn't we? No, we got all of them. Uh, no, what was the other one yesterday, the evening, or the one but just before that? Oh, the Miami, other West. Trey, Miami, Trey yeah. Young. Yeah, Trey Young, man. Lighten shit up. Thought he was in New York again. Hell yeah. I'm actually a fan of that guy too. I'm not a fan of him because I think he's, uh, I think he doesn't give a shit on defense and he does nothing on offense when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. His defense is definitely But he's so good with the ball in his hands, yeah. but he does absolutely nothing on defense. Yeah. Even all game, they're like every guy that they they kept on uh, putting him in a pick and roll. Yeah, like Lowry lit him up. Lowry's like yeah. fucking thirty five years old. He's yeah. lighting Trey Young up for thirty five points. Yeah, I was watching that too. <laughs> like every guy he guarded, basically on those pick and rolls, were just pushing it right to the paint every single time on him. Easy buckets, but the good thing was that on the other side, these guys are coming back with at least three pointers and all these other things. Miami just had no shot. They just that's the the been their issue all year, just like the Raptors. They're a brutal three point shooting yep. team. They can't shoot yep. threes. Yep. And when you can't shoot threes, especially in today's NBA, you know, even if you don't take a lot, you gotta be at least a decent enough three point shooter. Yeah. I mean when a when a three pointer is worth fifty fifty percent more than a two point shot, you gotta be able to at least be somewhat decent. Yep. So and we'll see. Raptors, Heat, both going to be looking for three. The Heat are old as hell now. I mean, I wouldn't be... There may be a stealth trade Jimmy Butler and yeah. get rid of some players and maybe do a quick little tank job or two and then yeah, they're definitely come back in, a, in another couple of years. But we'll see because those yeah. guys never stand still either. They're always scheming no. up to something. So yeah. they, they had a good run. Them. They made two conference finals in three years, I believe. So, yeah. you know, they've had a good year here, but... Like they're they're, they're of kind of at one. that point where you'd rather make a move now than wait another year. And then yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is not really going to be getting as much as he like good a player he is. He just never had the three point shot to gracefully age as he got older. No, no. And no. he's and he's always going to miss games every year too, right? Lowry's missed a bunch. Yeah. So I think yeah, they got definitely a couple of pieces that they can move even uh, out of bail. They had uh, remember they were kind of discussing him even before. Like they were thinking, like you're moving him. Yeah, moving him. Were, I forget what. Like there was this whole thing of them actually shopping him to bring in somebody else similar to him. They were almost going to do like a swap trade. I forget what. I can't even remember what team it was with. Damn, that's interesting. They even put up Arbeo for like any trade talks. But I think other than him, I think everybody on that team is available for trade at this. Because how old but is he now, Arbeo? He's not that old. He's in his probably mid. He's in his second contract, so he and I don't know when he started, um, but I believe he's somewhere in his like mid twenties. He definitely uh, twenty five years. Yeah, he's twenty five yeah, years old. And still he, young. I think he turns twenty six this year soon. Yeah, so, um, I mean, he's at a point in his career where he's got a good five years of his prime still left to go. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't trade him unless you're getting a superstar back. Yeah. Somebody but, like. Yeah, you'd have to definitely think about the kind of guy you'd get back because, yeah, he is basically a really good rebounder. I've lost a lot of money betting on this guy on point, <laughs> so I definitely know he's super inconsistent on scoring. Well, he's never really going to be a great, great score. He's gotten yeah. better around the rim. He's got yeah. a good little 15, 20-foot point game, but he's not going to ever be a consistent three-point shooter, which kind of limits some of his ability, but yeah. he's really good defensively. He's a little undersized, but... When it comes to the playoffs, usually teams, you know, go smaller anyway. Yep. So, it's not a big deal. But um, we'll see what happens because I don't think they have too many players they can really – like, I don't think Jimmy Butler is getting any better. No. Kyle Lowry clearly not – hasn't been no. good in years. But he had a phenomenal game the other day. Yeah, he did. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, Tyler Hero is there, but he's a good offensive player, bad defensive player type, yeah, right? Too. Then yeah. you got the Vincent and the Max Struess and all these guys. But none of them are clear difference makers at this point. So. No. Nope. Unless they can get somebody in that can be a game changer for them in another way, I don't think they really have. Oh, they don't really have very many options to yep. upgrade their team. But you know, we'll see. It's gonna be. I mean, NBA all season never fails to disappoint. So we'll see what happens <laughs> with the trade. And Miami usually involved in somewhere or another. But yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, then now they can work on. Actually, no, they're not yet. Yeah, they can still. They got some time. But whoever loses the next game is gonna be working on the golf game. <laughs> Straight on. <laughs> gonna have a good little uh, off season there. Yeah. So, what do you think about uh, Chicago versus Miami? We've kind of discussed the matchups that have already happened, but um, the one that's still gonna happen. <laughs> I don't. I. You know what? I think. I still want to say I'd give it to Miami. 
I mean, I think they're going to have a better game plan for Jimmy yeah. Butler, but then yeah. they just got lit up by Trey Young. So who knows? Yeah. Like, what am I to say, right? Yeah. And I thought the Raptors had a decent chance to beat them with their all with their wing defenders, and Levine and DeRozan still got the job done. So. That's true, and that's the other thing. That's I think where it's going to be is Miami's going to have to guard those two guys. If you can't guard Levine and DeRozan, just like you couldn't guard uh, Trey and uh, Collins there in the paint. You're just going to be giving up these crazy amount of points, and then it's just hard to catch up. If you're giving, and if those guys catch on fire, we saw what Levine did today. The guy only missed, I think, one of his free throws. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and he had like 12, 13 free throws. So it's like that's a lot of points well, just he, off that. He majority of the free throws were him. I mean, yeah, he only got he twenty-two, and he made a majority yeah. of them too, right? Yeah, I think he, he did most of that work there on so, those. I mean, that's the thing is Miami's been kind of a good team, bad team all year. They've had some good stretches. They had some bad stretches here. Um, they're getting a little older, but I mean, they still have, I think, a shot to, I mean, there's still the Miami Heat, and I wouldn't, like, put it past them to pull off an upset, but I mean, the chances of them doing that are getting slimmer and slimmer each time That's we true. watch them play, yeah. especially because they're going to be playing on Friday, and then um, I assume the next, they're probably going to be playing on either Sunday or Monday after that. Yeah, I would think they would throw it into the... The Lakers, or actually, yeah, they could throw it in when the Lakers also play too. Yeah, they might. It was the NBA usually in the first round. There's some games where they give them like two games, two days off between series and stuff like that. So, I mean, but again, it it is a, it is an advantage to the number one seed yeah. now for these guys to play two games in a row before they face them. Right. What so, if uh, so? From today's games, whoever yeah. wins is it going to be pushed into that Friday? Everybody's in the Friday playing then. Yeah, there should be, I believe they should put them in the Friday. I think the winner of this play-in is the late play-in game. So mm, the yeah. first game yeah, probably yeah. going to start at like the 4 or something. And then the Friday game probably starts at like 6.30. Yeah. Because the first playoff game starts on Saturday and then the next ones are on Sunday. So I assume the winners of the Friday games are probably going to be playing on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most Sunday. likely both of them, right? Because yeah. I think there's a couple time slots still not filled out just yet. Yeah, so we got a late one still on. There's this probably going to be maybe one of the games is like a 7.30 game, yeah. and then there's probably going to be like a 2.30, 3 o'clock something yeah. game as well in between, right? Yeah, especially for all those other ones. But yeah. And then what about, I guess we could talk kind of about some predictions of what we think the teams that are all in the playoffs What's going to mm-hmm. happen with uh, the first I would, game? I'll ask you, what's your, uh, is there a series you're looking forward to the most out of all the potential ones going on right now? Do you have one you got like your eyes on right now? I think the only one that I kind of looking at the most, just because I haven't seen these kind of teams play together, is Golden State Warriors against the Sacramento. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. That was my number one. I mean, Steph yeah. Curry, I feel bad for the Kings, though, man. 18 years, <laughs> you haven't made the playoffs, and... Here's your defending <laughs> champions and the uh, <laughs> dynasty in uh, Steph Curry. And with a freaking healthy Wiggins probably coming <laughs> But he back. hasn't played in a couple yeah, months, yeah, man. True, we'll see. True. And you know what, though? True. On top of that, uh, Sacramento, like, not Sacramento, sorry, but um, I, don't, I don't know. What do you mean? Um, uh, what was I going to say? I just kind of lost my train of uh, thought here. but Sacramento right Oh, now. Sacramento. Sorry. They're, you know, they're playing Warriors. They haven't uh, done much, but... At least, the, you know, the Warriors are really bad on the road. Yeah, hell yeah. So, I mean, I, if I'm personally Sacramento, I think they're going to split the first game and then maybe even win both. And then I can see Golden State winning both. Yeah. I guess I can see, yeah. honestly, this going to game seven and then 100%. Golden State wins game seven on the road and that's the only road win 100%. the entire series. That's probably the only one I saw, I think, going to a game seven. Maybe Knicks and Cleveland too. I see Brooklyn and Philly. It's just uh, Philly favored. Any uh, word on Randall yet? Have they announced no, anything on him? Nothing. I, uh, They've been radio silent on him since he heard yeah, himself. Yeah, but I'm guessing that pretty soon, I think reporters are going to be asking now that the games are going to be coming up on Saturday that, hey, what's your guys' game plan? And they, they could even say it's going to be a game time decision, right? Yeah, I think he's going to be one of those. Like, ankle injuries and, like, sometimes you just got to rest him for yeah. three weeks. Yeah, and if you know that... Uh, so uh, Knicks will be on the road first two games. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. If it's that bad, that those would be probably the best two. They games. might even do one of those where they play without them the first game. Mm-hmm. If they win, they're like, you know what, we'll rest them next game and then bring them back for game three. Yeah. Or if they lose the first game, then they know they're kind of getting a little desperate and then they bring them back for the second game. That's true. Because you want you want to come back home with at least one out of those two. Would be bad if you split them and you're yeah. if you split them without them and you come back. I mean, yeah. that's an extra uh, four or five days of rest. That's true. 
Um, so we'll see what happens. No, that's definitely definitely my number one matchup. You know what my number see. two is? Um, Philadelphia, not Philadelphia, sorry. Uh, Phoenix versus <laughs> the Clippers. Man. Oh, yeah. Both teams with the amount of picks they've given up for the respective superstars, right? <laughs> yeah. And one of them is going to be knocked out in the first round. Yeah. Hopefully, Paul George can come back. He said this. he's out for the first round. Oh, he's already God. been ruled out. That's done. That sucks because that would have been definitely a lot more helpful. Well, Clippers. you would have at least been able to defend. What do you call it? Um, he could definitely. I think he is at least a decent defender. He can actually play both sides of the ball. That two-way style, like obviously he's getting older and all that, but he's been when uh, Kawhi Leonard was out, he was up for the task of getting those dubs and wins, right? Yeah, it's crazy. That's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is it? We're just just a quick note of the Raptors game. Uh, they were showing Demar's daughter in there too, <laughs> and every time yeah, Raptors would be taking free throws, her daughter, his daughter would be screaming, and so I guess it helped today. It's a shot. 50% of the line, man. Front row they got beat by too. DeMar's daughter. DeMar DeRozan's daughter. Say <laughs> that definitely some, somebody put some kind of little hex on him. And I, you know what? On top of that, how the hell do you hear some little kid like that the whole time, man? <laughs> you got to be a little louder than that, Raptors fans. Yeah, straight up. You letting your DeMar's daughter, man. But when a girl screams, like... A girl can scream pretty loud. I know, they have the but vocals uh, to like project this like. I crazy. understand that, but where's the Raptors during the entire situation <laughs> yeah. on this? Where's the like drown her out, man? Somebody give her like I don't know, some candy or some popcorn or something. Let her stuff yeah. her face or something, man. Oh, you remember that one old show? Uh, it was like an old black show. Blackish? No, it was uh, Steve was the guy. Remember, he was that funny, nerdy Uncle, Steve. Uh, Family Matters? Family Matters. I saw him stand, uh, sitting five seats to the right of uh, Nav, uh, the Nav Batia guy, guy. Yeah, yeah, Batia, yeah. sitting there. And I was like wondering, I was like, wait, that guy looks so recognizable because he's, you know, kind of gained a little bit more weight, a little different looking, but still the same face. I don't know if he's from Toronto or he's just uh, maybe from Chicago, maybe Chicago or something, Chicago. one or the other, for him to be, randomly just be there. Yeah. So speaking of playoffs, how how are we looking for the NHL this year? <laughs> yeah, and it looks like Boston's a favorite. Boston is probably uh, one of the biggest. The, well, they have the best. Seen. They're the best team of all time, technically, yeah. right? They yeah. broke the record for wins, points. I think they might get winning percentage here soon too. Yeah. Like they're broken almost every single record. So, Goodness. and I think their first round matchup is probably going to be Islanders or Panthers. I think at this point, Islanders are in, and I think. Uh, Pens got eliminated, and then I believe it's Florida's in right now as well. Yeah, yeah, Florida's in, and uh, the biggest thing is now who's fighting for that last spot is Pittsburgh has to Pittsburgh's win. Pittsburgh's out, I think. But they have to win their last game, and Florida would have to lose their last game. Are they? Oh, I thought it. Oh, wait, wait, I thought looking? they're. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was reading somewhere that oh, uh, they've been eliminated. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, know how they the lost li- against uh, Florida in the and season. And I don't know how the what the tiebreaker is, but I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm oh pretty yeah, sure. right here it says throws it right beside of the X. Yeah. yeah, they've been eliminated. They've made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, good for Florida though. They had a pretty shitty start to the yeah. season. And they ended up doing pretty well anyway. So they were pretty damn good scoring-wise the last couple of years. So I assume with the way uh, Islanders... So if Florida wins, they're going to play Carolina or or New Jersey Devils, right? One of the two. And then the lowest seed is going to play the first-round matchup against the Boston Bruins. So best of luck. Yeah, against the juggernaut Bruins right now. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a crazy one. Yeah. 13 years later, the Bruins are with almost the same guys or juggernauts, <laughs> and the Canucks are getting bottom 10 draft picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Ooh, Bedard, Bedard, we got a shot. 3%. Oh, his ankle. Well, that's not a foul, is it? Oh, he, he just slipped. He just slept on his foot. Yeah, he just kind of slipped himself. We're watching the game in the background for everyone. OKC uh, New Orleans, 98-91 for OKC right now. Yeah, uh, you cheering for anybody in particular? I'm probably going for OKC. I yeah, want Shai so Alexander to get yeah. somewhere. Oh, what the? Oh, he's coming back on again. Well, I mean, you got to represent Team Canada. But Hell some, yeah. But sometimes if I'm using that logic, I mean, <laughs> I'm also cheering for the Memphis uh, Grizzlies because they got Dylan Brooks, the other Canadian boy. <laughs> oh, God, Dylan Brooks, man. Did you, hear what Dray- did you hear what Draymond uh, said about him? No. So uh, he had Laurie Markkinen on his podcast, right? And he's like, I like to bring guys on a... With a little bit of a resume to my show, right? Doesn't <laughs> I don't like to bring nobodies like Dylan Brooks. 
<laughs> He's like, you gotta have somewhat of a resume. You That's can't true. be a Dylan Brooks and expect to come on this mm-hmm. show. Yeah, and the same, and that makes sense. So just the way that he actually had to make a comment right away on uh, wanting to face LeBron, and that he got LeBron. He got LeBron. Now, can you back up those words? And even if you do back up those words, how you're talking about that resume, there's still have to get somewhere to put something on that resume that we want a conference or we want the championship, like something. Well, they something. can be like they can be one of those teams who gives a banner for making it to the second round or something too. <laughs> I don't know. You got a banner just hanging. Yeah, Memphis made it finally to the second round. Uh, you know, like quarterfinal, semifinalist, <laughs> or something like that. I don't some bullshit award. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so uh, we can kind of go a little uh, off topic on a totally different sport and go yeah. back to the UFC. One of the craziest UFCs we've had in a while. A lot of the last couple ones, I think the last four or five have been like pretty big fights and they've all been uh, pretty bad because all the champions have uh, not been able to secure their uh, championships. But that sometimes makes it more exciting. Man. It does. It does. As long as it it's a good fight. It. I like it when yeah. cha- like titles yeah. change hands. Right. Obviously, you don't want it like every single time because you want a little bit of uh, like yeah. who's the top dog in yeah. the division. But it was nice to see, you know, the champions looking at the champions and Adesanya, you know, yep. champion once again. And doing it on his feet, which nobody thought he had the power to match Alex Pereira just because of what Alex Pereira has done to this guy in, uh, before they got to He UFC. got knocked out. He's been a menace to him since they were in their kickboxing, kickboxing day, right? He lost to him three times in kickboxing. And it, or it was two times in kickboxing and once in UFC or it was three times He's definitely lost them once in yeah, UFC for it was sure. All lo- I think it was okay. Let's just say at least two in kickboxing for sure. Yeah. One was a knockout and then one was uh, just uh, overall on points. And then again, got knocked out in uh, the first UFC v- fight between them and proved everybody wrong. Everybody thought that this guy was just going to try to kind of hold him, maybe do it more of a striking match of just getting the punches in and getting points. And the funniest thing was the finish. The finish of that fight was in the exact same position he got knocked out. So he did the exact same thing, that kind of putting the hands in the front, taking the damage and making it look like he was injured. And he tried that actually in the first fight and it didn't go his way, obviously. (laughs) And this one, it goes his way. Damn, good for... I missed that fight. Unfortunately, I was out in Vegas and I didn't end up catching that fight. So (laughs) I was doing my... It was actually a really late fight. I was hoping that fight was going to be in Vegas this weekend. Yeah. I wanted to go to yeah. that fight. When I found out it was in Miami, I was disappointed. I was kind of expecting it to be a Vegas fight because the only guy from Miami is Mazavdal. But, but he's a huge guy. He's a huge guy. Oh, he drew a freaking crowd. And he got the respect because Gilbert Burns is like that, you know, Brazilian background. I think he's a mix of Brazilian and something else. And, you know, that's what Miami is. They got a lot of freaking minorities there. So it's like both guys were being represented pretty good. And that was a... Sick fight for Gilbert Burns to finally kind of get back on that winning block and now start kind of moving his way to getting one more chance at competing for a championship. Well, I think, I assume Adesanya and Pereira are going to fight again at some point here. So I, when, was, when was their fight before this? Like how many months has it been? Because they usually like to space him out and even him out. I remember. It hasn't honestly been too long. That's probably, he, was not, he got knocked out sometime last year. End though, of last right? year sometime he got so knocked out. So probably been at least a good like four or five months minimum. Yep. Yep. So I expect the next fight, four or five months from now, probably puts it around August, September, October, I guess sometime in that little range there. And I wonder if they're going to go right away for a trilogy fight since both guys are one and one We don't know who's the better fighter overall Well, it depends yet. on, I guess, how, how long they want to wait. Because yep. if, if they do it yep. three months from now, that's on the UFC Supercard. Yeah. Right? The one they do during fight week. Yeah. But yeah. I think they usually like to give them at least a few months before... Um, you know, in between each fight. So I expect them to at least for four months. I expect sometime yeah. in August, September, maybe even October. If yeah, because they they're going to have a couple guys that are going to end up fighting before them. Like Usman's going to have to fight. Uh, Sterling is going to have to fight. Yeah. Leon Edwards is going to have to fight. We got John Jones is obviously going to have to come back even before this guy. I wouldn't even be surprised if they make uh, Gilbert Burns. Because he, is he, uh, no, he's welterweight. Never welterweight, mind. He's, yeah. he's just in a different weight. Yeah. Never mind. I thought for some reason he was in that uh, same class. He, he looks like a freaking giant. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you see him on fight day, he look, obviously his weight goes way up. So he could be fighting so in a heavier who do you class. think deserves a shot after Adesanya and Pereira go again, right? Because they're only going to, they're going to have one more fight than I assume. The loser of that is probably going to still be around the one of the top contenders in that division, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't follow UFC as much as you do, but I know that 
they're probably looking at setting up another fight next after that. Definitely going to be a few few different guys that are going to be part of that uh, middleweight class right now. So obviously, uh, yeah, because you've got Adesanya, Pereira, and then those are your top two, and then you got uh, Whitaker has been around, man. He's already, always around. This guy, <laughs> still He's always around. And then who else you got? Vittori. Yeah, you got Vittori, Canyonier has always kind of been Well, he's already lost uh, Adesanya before, but I mean, if that's the case, then Robert Whitaker would never get title shots either, right? So, I think right now there's nobody, honestly, in that division that's a threat or somebody that's even been making a name for themselves. Because just everybody other than that, the Plessis or Plessis, he's the only guy that's been on an unbeaten streak. What about, yeah, maybe some Vittori or somebody fighting or... I don't know. I guess who like he's gone through them all, so you don't want to see the same fight. But yeah. and you can see everybody here has been getting their like asses kicked either by Alex Pereira, Adesanya, and then again Whitaker has been through a few of these people. But yeah, it's the that division's gonna be it's gonna be weird. I think just looking at the division, it's gonna have they're gonna have to run that one back before somebody else gets a chance. Just because you don't have many guys that have been showing that you know what we're next in line for that championship. One point game here in New Orleans. Oh damn, they run it back. And still a lot of time too. I got lots of time, I know. Okay, we could talk uh one definitely subject is the Masters. Such a freaking big weekend. <laughs> and a crazy weekend yeah, too, with all the delays and double plays every freaking day, having to finish off rounds in the next day and it was one of the highest ranked masters in like five years. Yeah. The way it all played out at the very end. And everybody wanted to see that uh Live versus PGA matchup, which we haven't been able to see, obviously, in the PGA just because of the two different leagues kind of battling one another and now being at the same arena and seeing how many Live guys still have the fucking game in hand. Yeah, well, I mean, Liv did pretty well overall. I mean, who thought Dan Mickelson would probably be the best person on the... Yeah. I mean, if you second and third went to Liv, if you want to rank them, and yeah. then first and fourth, and... You got Reed that's uh, in there. So Reed came in for... How the fuck did he finish minus yeah, seven out of nowhere? Minus four, you shot. Yeah, I don't think he was talked about all weekend, and all yeah. of a sudden he ends up tied for fourth, just yeah. like that. He had really uh, average all 70-plus rounds and comes in with a 68 finish, which... When you look at other tournaments, guys are usually scoring. Like, it's k- crazy that Rom even got to minus 12, first of all, usually at a Masters. Masters, most of the time, guys are fighting for like a minus 5, minus 6. That's why we would have seen guys like McElroy, all these guys not actually get cut, even yeah. though they had bad scores, like a plus 4 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But just because guys like Rom, Mickelson, a bunch of these Henleys, these young guys, Hovland, Scheffler, they were scoring such high rounds in that uh, Friday yeah. that a lot of guys just got booted out and weren't able to make it in the tournament or get a chance well, to do a comeback. Thomas tanked it too, and then he let yep. Tiger in. Yeah, and then Tiger pulled out anyway. So <laughs> yeah. that, that one. That sucked. That's actually another story of is Tiger going to be able to compete in the future in these kind of conditions? Because he's had to play. It, it took a wet, like obviously if they played four days straight, I think it would have been a little bit better on his body. Yeah. But the weather coming in, it got rainy. The, the cold pace weather. Of play, cold weather plays a big part on your bones. And well, all your that's the bruises. other thing too is like he's gotten so many leg injuries, right? Yeah. Ever since he won the major or when he, I think it was the US Open towards ACL. Yeah. He's had so many leg injuries. His knee's been compromised ever mm-hmm. since, right? Yeah. So for me, I think, I mean, I still, I would, I would watch, you know, Tiger just doesn't matter what state of can what Straight condition up. he's in, right? But he's yeah. Tiger, so yeah. he's still gonna, you know, like he'll get me out of my seat and he'll make me watch it no matter what. But at the end of the day, I think he's, I don't know, like I mean, Phil Mickelson when he won it was the oldest golfer to ever win it. So if Tiger, yeah. Tiger's still golfing for another ten years and plays another ten fifteen majors, yeah, you think maybe he might win one of them somehow, right? Like out of nowhere, but. His knees and his legs and all these, his back, right? All these injuries that he's had over the years. I mean, at what point do you just say enough is enough? Yeah. Like, just go hang out with Charlie, man. Be his caddy. <laughs> Straight up. You've, you've done, you've given so much of your life yeah. to golf that now, you know, now it's time to kind of relax yeah. and enjoy the fruits of your labor. I mean, he's got more than enough money in the world. More to than obviously, enough right? money. He's got, I know he's, you know, he still wants that one championship to tie Nicholas and then, Get the one more major to pass but him. But at what cost in yeah, the body exactly. that is he going to do that at? Yep. I mean, his, he can't even make it three rounds at a tournament. Yep. And all his injuries outside of golf 
have been because of his injuries from golf. Yeah. Having to take medication, driving on that medication, crashing, getting, you know, uh, stopping in his car while he's oh, actually man. in the process of going through a light and the cops having to be in there, being on the news. I think that plays a, a big mental game on you too because your kids are going to find all these things out too, right? And you yeah. want obviously set a good example. And then the other storyline I think was Kepka you know, winning the last live uh, tournament just before Masters. Yeah. But being so used to playing 54 holes and not playing A to 72. Yeah. And B, just not having to play, you know, multiple times in the same day, I think was a big freaking thing for this guy because we've had uh, uh, weather conditions uh, suspend play in a couple yeah. of PGA tournaments. So yeah. Rom and all these guys are used to having to play two rounds in that same day. Yep. But live, it doesn't matter if there's rain, whatnot. They play 54 holes total. So it's so much easier to play over a weekend. Your body's not as beat up. And I think that's kind of what happened to Kepka. It was, and the other thing was, it was actually one of the first uh, tournaments in a while that they've actually had to really talk about it again is pace of play. Yeah, oh, he called Patrick uh, Cantley had to be called out. He was playing so slow that uh, Rom actually, they said, uh, Brooks said he went to the bathroom seven times. Yeah, I said Rom went to the washroom. And <laughs> yeah, still he went, Rom went to the washroom seven times. And he's like, that should show you that somebody shouldn't be able to go to the washroom that many times. And by him going seven times, he's able to, you know, release that kind of tension. He has the peen, which yeah. could fucking affect you at golf. Because you're like kind of, you know, jumpy. You have to kind of go and you're like, should I go or do I have momentum? Yeah. You actually got to break every time to go rest, kind of take his time, come back. You're good to go. You take your shot. You know where you're at. Whereas Kepka was just, you know, sitting out there watching well, Patrick Kep- Cantley. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that didn't help. These guys both just like to go up and kind of play yeah. a little bit too. And right? even but his partner, Patrick Cantley's partner, Hovland, actually at one point uh, while that's the, was That's shooting, the group yeah. he called out too. Yeah. He's like the group in front of us is the one that took forever. And Hovland was uh, playing with Patrick Cantley. And he actually on one hole, because uh, Cantley was playing so slow, yeah. he took a pit shot near the green while Cantley was still taking a fairway shot. Because oh. he was taking so long and they're playing together. And he's like, yo, I can't wait this long. Like, I'm already <laughs> at my next shot. Yeah. They pitched it on and uh, Cantley obviously saw it and I think started to kind of pick up the pace. Well, I mean, there should be a penalty or something like that at that something. point, right? But I know Kepka likes to kind of complain and... But at the same time, I think he made a valid point that yep. pace, uh, what is the pace of play was really slow. So especially at a major, like yeah. a major matters a lot. You don't want to kind of get out of your rhythm. What's the next major now? What's coming up? Is I think it? it's a U.S. Open comes up in May, and oh, then June okay. is uh, the PGA Championship, I believe. Damn, June already, eh? And then July will be the uh, British the British Open. And that one's being played uh, at this one course in England. Oh, nice. The British Opens are always awesome because those are like, the weather conditions can be crazy. The the fairway roughs are just usually brutal. Their bunkers are totally different. Like, it's a different style of game. It's a different there, style right? of game, yeah. You have to play kind of a totally different style. I mean, oh yeah, I guess we could uh, talk about, this. I mean, the football, I mean, the draft is still coming up. But I think it's at uh, this time of the draft where... There's so much, there's nothing going on that there's just random stories for the sake of stories being Basically, run, right? It's everybody trying to predict uh, who's going to get who on the draft and then who's going to trade up right now. Is yeah, the big it's thing all too. the quarterback. Yeah, too, right? everybody yeah. wants a quarterback. I don't think anybody really else has a reason to, you know, go draft a, somebody higher than that or try to get a draft pick higher from another team just to get like a nobody player or a well, different position. The thing is after the first two picks, which are supposedly going to be quarterbacks, yep. the next, even the next set of quarterbacks aren't um, like guaranteed, like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are better than the next wave of them. And I would say if, if Bryce Young was two inches taller and maybe 15 pounds heavier, he'd be a guaranteed number one draft pick. Yep. Right, just because of his uh, size is the biggest issue, and then, um, yeah, I guess it's all about the quarterbacks, really. You got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the only thing that I don't think people talk about enough of what the Aaron Rodgers situation is the fact that the reason they're going after him is because fucking uh, Wilson or what's it, Zach Wilson's a bust. Yeah, they drafted how many quarterbacks? So many over that past X amount of years. So many, and they've you know what is it? Who did they have with Sam Darnold? Darnold. Matt Sanchez. Yeah. Right? They, have to, I, they drafted somebody else in there too, and I don't even. And you know, I have the Jets thing, it's probably the most fucked up story of them all, because they had that year, they would have had the number one draft pick, and they would have gotten Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. But I remember late in the season, they beat the Rams. It's just on a random fucking game, <laughs> a game like 15 or something, like 16 or something like Good. that. All, 
the game that they had no business needing to win and it cost them Trevor Lawrence. And look what Trevor Lawrence, he led them back from a 28-point comeback at halftime. Crazy game. Right? And then He's you've like got the Jets that are already moving on to era fucking Aaron Rodgers, supposedly. Which is, that's kind of my, like, one question on that one is what the hell is going on with this? Like, I think one it's, side's already said, I guess Rodgers is already saying he's a New York Jet. I think it's I, I think it's a situation where Rodgers doesn't really have anywhere that he can go. Yeah. And Jets really don't. And Jets kind of know that. So they're just going to play a waiting game. But I think yeah. the Packers are like, you know what? You know what? No matter what happens, we could still go in with Rodgers and yeah. Love. Yeah. I mean, I think that they'd rather not because they got to decide on uh, Love's, uh, what is it, fifth-year team option after in May. But... I think we'll see what happens around draft the draft. I think the Packers want too high of a draft pick, and Jets are like, you know what? Who else are you guys negotiating against? Yeah, we're not going to give you guys that draft pick right now. So Let's we'll see what I, I think. And then you know what? Who knows with Aaron Rodgers? Because on top of that, they might only have about a year left, anyways. Because that's the other part of the when I was reading it that they're not in. I mean, it's not the fact that he won't play. It's the fact that how many years does uh, Rodgers have left in him yeah. himself? Maybe he's got two years? Max. I think two years would be like his, whatever's left in his tank if he and needs if, it And I that. mean, he's probably not going to, he's not an MVP level. No. But he seems like he should definitely be better than whatever he did last year. Yeah. And right now, you know, they're at like the 15th pick right now in the draft. So... Obviously, oh, he's not worth the first. No, I no. They, I think they have a couple second round picks, if I'm not mistaken. At least, um, definitely. Should I think be. they have a couple of picks in the in the 40s as well. So, um, we'll see what happens with the uh, yeah, with the picks. I think they choose what 42 and 43rd overall, right? Yeah. Yep. And Green Bay is at 45th. So maybe there's a move where Green Bay and the Jets swap a pick, and yep. then that would be the spot. and then they give up another pick or two on top of that. But I don't think Jets are. I mean, Jets are wanting to give up the forty third pick, and I think Packers probably want more than one pick themselves. Yeah, yeah. I think Packers right now they're actually looking for a twenty twenty three second rounder and a twenty twenty four guaranteed uh, like second rounder, like two Second, seconds. That's, I mean, if I'm the Jets, I, I'd give up the one second rounder, but I don't know if you're willing to give up a... I mean, if you're going to give up a pick for this year, that's fine. And then the next... If they're giving up a next pick, it should be based on if Rodgers plays or plays. not next yeah. year. Yeah. Like, if Rodgers uh, doesn't play, yeah. then it goes to, like, a fourth round pick. And if yeah. he does play, then it gets upgraded to a second round pick or something Shouldn't like that, right? Because, sure. I mean, if you can get at least two years out of Rodgers, that means he's good enough to play, I hope. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it's actually worth it from that perspective. But that division's not going to be easy either. No. You got Bills in there too. I mean, who knows? I mean, Tua depends on his concussion history, but they seem to have a very good coaching staff and team on outside of that. They added Vic Fangio to the coaching yeah. staff this year. And then you've obviously got like Mahomes is going to be another guy that's you can pencil them in for a playoff spot. Yeah. Right? And then Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Right? Ravens. Who knows Stack. what's going to happen with Lamar? I mean, they just picked yeah. up OBJ right now, yeah. too, for 15 mil, which is crazy. Yeah. We're making fun of that tweet. Who's giving four him mil. more than 4 mil, yeah. right? And That's then now he's said, giving yeah, 15. He's like, I was like, who the fuck's going to give him 4 yeah. mil? Now he's getting 15 million? Yeah, he said that one straight up in whatever tweet he put out that I'm he's worth like, more than 20, four. But he could get up to 18, though, yeah. by the time it's all done. Which is... That's just crazy. 18 million. Well, he was with partying with uh, Lamar and... I think it was Miami this weekend. They were at have got bottle service and whatnot, um, and they were chilling out. But already making making that connection. That chemistry. Well, I mean, I I think at worst comes the worst. He's gonna have the, he's got to play for one year with them. Yeah, well, right. Unless sure. some team offers them, but they got to give up two first rounders anyways. Yeah, to get them. So yeah. we'll see. But that's what someone was saying too. I was talking to, and there some teams could wait until after the draft, and then give up next year's first rounder and the following year's first rounder. So they don't give any draft picks up this year. And then if you're a team, you can maybe make some moves, trade back, move some draft picks into next year, and then trade some of those for Lamar Jackson and then even themselves out over a couple of years. But, I mean, well, on top of that, depending on what happens with Cardinals and Indianapolis is another team, yeah. right? There's not really a whole lot of options. I mean, Lamar's a great player, but some teams contractually just don't have the reason or resources to go get him right now. Yeah, it's crazy that Seattle, within like the first fifty picks, has four picks themselves. <laughs> they got to do something with it, man. They have to. This is their, you to know, make it or break. This it. is their year to build that foundation, and then 
if they can turn it into like you know what happened last time they got these guys really young right yeah. they ended up having uh two super bowl appearances yeah. Multiple semifinal appearances. They got a title out of it. Yeah. So they're going to have to do some work. Right. They had a pretty good 10 year run by, prior to Russell Wilson's trade. But then now that trade set them up for how many years going forward with the yeah. traffics they got too. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I almost want to say if I was them, I would, if, if they have a quarterback they believe in. Yeah. And that's not named, you know, Stroud or uh, what is it, Bryce Young. Yeah. Make a move, man. Yeah. Make a move. You're not going to be drafting this high ever, I think, again. That's no. what Carol was saying. It's like it's a unique opportunity for the team to acquire one. But they also, like you said, they've got draft picks in the top 50. If they wanted to move up two, so then again, I don't think Arizona's want to give them a draft pick either. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think Arizona's like, here's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that being in the same division, that, that'd so, be a tough one. I mean, based on that, and then you're number fourth, you're Indianapolis, right? Yeah. So if they have a quarterback they believe in, they're probably going to go up to number three. Yeah. Because who knows? I mean, Vegas, I don't think Vegas is going to make a move. Atlanta probably is not going to make a move. The one team I could see is Detroit. You got the sixth yeah. pick, and then you've got another first rounder, I think 18th overall on top of that. Yeah. If you're Arizona, you want to move back maybe two spots, how many, three spots? You pick up a first rounder, and then I'm not sure what if uh, Indianapolis would have to give up another pick, or or if you're the or if you're Arizona. No, they have the Detroit. Sorry, has two first rounders. Yeah, right. So they can give up the sixth and a sixteenth. Sorry, not Indianapolis. The sixth and a sixteenth. And you, I think that seems like enough compensation. I mean, I haven't looked at the draft chart and seen if that's a a comparable deal or not. But at the same time, I would say that seems like a fair trade for Detroit if they really believe in a quarterback That's this year, true. right? Because they're, they're probably to... not going to be a team who's picking that early either. They got only got that because of the Rams trade. Yeah. Yep. But if you're LA, at least you got a title out of it. So at the end of the day, you can be like, okay, I'll take it. No, that's true. I think Detroit's going to have to think about their future now too. Just how long is the quarterback they have right now going to last? Because he can go down at any point. Well, Goff's a, Goff had a good year, right? He really but, good year. You, again, if you he was a number one pick overall, if you think he's a guy who can be a number one pick still, yeah, that's great. But at the end of the day, I think you're kind of at that point where um, you could get somebody and have him sitting on the bench behind Goff, and when it's his time, just yeah, exactly. I mean, look at a guy like Anthony Richardson; he's been so raw that at the same time he'd be perfect fit. Let him; they have a good offensive line. They got a running game. Yeah. Right, they scored some points. Give him a chance to play behind golf for a year, and then see what happens. But Will Levis is another one who's, and then even that Herndon Hooker guy is picking up okay, uh, yeah. steam right now is another potential got first like rounder. At least five QBs that have, yeah, they've all. Well, the, but look at the history of five quarterbacks being drafted in the in the first round the past couple of years. Right, the, we were talking about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago. But the draft with um, the the Baker Mayfield draft. In five years ago, you got Baker went first, and then Sam Darnold went like number three overall. And number after that, I would say, let's see, after that, who was the number uh, third pick? Was that? And then I'm trying to think of who else went after that. And then I think it was uh, Josh Allen went like seventh overall. That was uh, what year? Was the that same year? year. Baker got first. Sam Darnold's like third. Then they moved up. The Bills moved up. They think the seventh to get the uh, Josh to get Josh Allen, and then the ninth pick was Josh Rosen. Remember? Yeah. Oh, nice play. Tie game here too with a minute forty left. And then on top of that, you've got Lamar Jackson, who's an MVP out of that draft too. So could you look at that year? You had Josh Allen, great year, right? And then on top of that, some of the other guys, not so many great years. 2018, right? 2018, yeah. right. Look at that. Look at all the quarterbacks Damn. that got drafted at the top, and only two of them became legitimate quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Josh Allen, two out of five, right? Josh Allen, Baker Lamar, Mayfield, the top it. two quarterbacks, both ended up or bust pretty much. Yeah. Baker's still around. Darnold's still around, but they're on the second, third, however many teams they're on now. And then you've got on top of that, um, 2019. Josh Rosen, he had like one good year. Yeah. And then he was done. <laughs> yeah. 
No, he didn't have a good year. He had a one bad year, sorry. And then they moved on to Kyler Murray did, the following yeah. year, yeah. right? Kyler Murray. And they had so... And even looking at that, 2019, the top two guys are, you know, decent. They're a good quarterback, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones. But again, not quarterbacks that have taken it deep. Yep. Not taking you to where you want to get to. And then obviously 2020, we got like some amazing... Amazing top 2020 five was amazing. Who did yeah. they, who was that first pick that year? That was Joe Burrow, Burrow yeah. right? And then uh, two, I ended up becoming a pick. I mean, I still think Miami fucked up and they could have had yeah. Justin Herbert, but yeah. no one knew that Justin Herbert would be the quarterback, no. right? Love went in the first round that year and then possibly the quarterback who, this other quarterback who's led his team to the, uh, what is it, uh, Super Bowl, Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts, same yeah. draft too. Yeah, one of two right? as teammates. No, they all played together at one point, Alabama. Alabama. Tua and then Hurts and then I think somebody else. There was one more guy that's playing right now. Was it Bryce Young? No, it was Matt Matt Jones. Yeah, yeah, Matt Jones. Holding the cigar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but that was... was, uh, Joel Bro did it best though with the cigar. Yeah, he did it the best. Hell yeah. uh, He looked... Matt Jones looked so out of place with the cigar in his hand in that picture too. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 30 seconds left here in the Oklahoma City game. Oklahoma ball. Oh, Shea, can you make it? Oh, Shea. Time out. I think we can uh, pretty much wrap this up right here. We got this final game happening. That That's going to be a wrap for this week's show. Uh, we're probably coming uh, for our next podcast probably, what do you think, next week? Yeah, we'll get one in next week. Start it uh, early in the week because there's going to be some uh, crazy action, NHL, NBA playoffs. Yeah, we'll a lot the of... NHL playoffs will be figured yeah. out. Yeah. NBA should have a few games in there. Yeah. We're getting a little bit closer to the draft. There might be a trade. Who knows? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers might finally get traded. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out next week. What is the draft? Yeah. 28th, 29th. It's oh, at the end of April. End of uh, April here. He's still got what a couple weeks, I think, yep. until the draft. Three so weeks at least. two weeks, yeah, a good yeah. two weeks. So there's gonna be a lot of chatter. We have a lot of time to come up with that as well. All right, mm-hmm. perfect, guys. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend.